You are listening to ACPN. Hey, welcome to Rewind Cinema, the podcast where two friends go back in time and uh, watch some older movies to uh, think about them in a new way. Maybe reconsider them, think about them, talk about them, and give you our uneducated (laughs) thoughts about them. That's the word. It's ironic that I struggled on that word. (laughs) Um, I think it's telling. I'm Albert Einstein, and uh, sitting across from me is... um, Give me all you got! (laughs) Al Pacino! (laughs) She's got a great big ass! (laughs) What a great line. Uh, Everyone loves that line. I hope I didn't make the mic pop. I screamed there a little bit. There's a little bit of clipping, but it's okay. Sorry. It's all Um, in the name of Pacino. I think he improvised that line. I I read he did, but I could be wrong about that. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know how Frank Azaria could keep it together. Hank Azaria. Oh, I don't know who Frank, Frank Azaria is. But, uh, <laughs> Frank is Hank's dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, they look a lot alike. You can see the resemblance. Yeah. Anyway, my name is Gabe, and I'm your uh, sort of host for this episode, even though that doesn't really It means pan out. nothing on I mean, this It means nothing. Yeah. Um, kind of like, whose line is it anyway? The points don't matter. Mm. On this show, the hosts don't matter. That's true. <laughs> but the reason we're quoting... Uh, Al Pacino is because we are reviewing today uh, the Michael Mann film from 1995, Heat. Yes, we are. Um, we do, before we get into that, though, we do have a voicemail. Oh, great. I wonder who it's from. We're going to Dan's voicemail corner. Well, it's not from Dan. I'll give you 100 bucks this time if it is. <laughs> okay, well, I'm still, I'm still waiting on my 15 or whatever you were supposed uh, to give me last uh, time. Uh, 50? D- d- just go to the voicemail. Hey, guys. It's, uh, it's Dan. Um, I just wanted to weigh in on the uh, dream conversation. Um, Dave, it's clear that your your dream is um, expressing your fear of hotels, um, the sense of not having a home, um, the easy access to a vice-filled lifestyle, and, um, uh, of course, the... Extreme germ content in those establishments. So, um, if you've been traveling recently, then that would that would explain that that dream. Um, since since Matt <clears throat> went to college for dream studies, maybe you can try out my dream. Um, in, in my dream, I have my leg bitten off. That's it. Keep it the good work, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dan. Uh, your 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 dream means that you're a psychopath. That's it. That's all I got for you. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> what what was your dream again? When was that? My dream. We that was a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was when someone tore up my living space and there was uh, snot all over the towels yeah, and the yeah. toilet and stuff. You got slimed. I got slimed, you yeah. You got slimed. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think Dan's on the money with that one. 
Yeah, just, you know, it makes sense. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, but the towels in my dream were like a really dry white, just not soft at all. You mm. know, maybe there's a hotel. too much uh, detergent. Yeah, 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 no start, no uh, fabric softener. Yeah, oh, you yeah. Can, you're not supposed to use fabric softener on towels. Oh, why? It does something to the absorbency of the towel. Oh, I learned that. In, oh, uh, you know what? It probably makes it less absorbent. Yeah, absorbent. Less absorb. Less absorbent. Less. <laughs> but it, but it's a catch twenty two because it will extend the life of your towels. Will it? Well, I mean, it makes the. The fabric is, is that what big fabric softener wants oh, you to think? Oh, this is a conspiracy. Uh. <laughs> and Dan is at the at the head of it. Um, Dan, I'll see if I can analyze your dream. You got your leg bitten off. Hmm. Where have I seen that before? Oh, Jaws. Uh, Jaws, Jurassic Park. Were <laughs> um, they biting off legs in Jurassic Park? Or they were just eating people Probably. Whole I don't know. Someone probably lost a leg. And Wayne Knight just got gooed. He did. Well, he got eaten after he got slimed. Oh, he got slimed, right. too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm connected to Wayne Knight. Maybe you are. Maybe I fear the Dilophosaurus. That's is, that the the one that, is that the one that spits on him? Yeah, oh. that's the spitter. I, I was ha- always really afraid of that one. I, I had a kid. toy of that dinosaur. Remember the, really? the action figure of that dinosaur? No, did it like shoot like a plastic piece out of um, its mouth or something? I don't know if it... I don't remember that, but it had awesome uh, neck-like things that splayed out. Neck wings? Yeah, neck wings. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> neck, neck wing duck. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> neck wing duck. <laughs> Thank you for calling again, Dan. I owe Matt a hundred dollars. I'll just put that on your tab. Maybe we can keep this going. Yeah, I I owe you about a hundred and sixty-five dollars right you now. You owe me your life. I I do. <laughs> I owe you my allegiance. You owe everything to me. Yeah. All right. Uh, I do want to talk about my favorite films of twenty eighteen. Great. Something I want to get into. Saw a lot of movies last year. Not as many as the year before when I was just going crazy with Movie Pass. My wife was gone, so I was just going to the movies all the time. Yeah. This year, I still probably saw... I probably saw over 100 movies, all told. Wow. Um, which is still a lot. Probably went like every other weekend. And That's a lot. Saw two movies. That's a, it's, it's a lot of effort for you and me to go to the movies. Yeah. Because we don't go to a theater in our yeah. neighborhood no. anymore. Because we can't. We can't. That $5 janky theater closed down. Oh, yeah. Well, I meant... <laughs> oh, you the, meant the one in the store, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Can't go there anymore. They're building that really big Regal, though. Right Queens down the street from my apartment. It's like literally a block from you. I look forward to that Very day jealous. because I didn't have... I can't find time to go to the movies these days, and my AMC Stubbs membership is really becoming oppressive to me. Yeah. Mentally, I shouldn't let it, but it's twenty bucks a month. Yeah, and I I'm seeing a movie tomorrow. I'm gonna see Spider Man really late. Oh, nice. But yeah, I just during the week it's it's hard to go because you have to go after work, and I don't know. I don't like getting home at like ten o'clock on a weeknight. Yeah, I, I don't like it. I yeah. know I know I'm ancient. I think most people probably don't. Yeah, and yeah. then on the weekends, it, I'm not in Manhattan, so I don't want to go to Manhattan to see a freaking movie. What do I do? I don't know. Download a podcast, listen to Rewind Cinema on your way there. Oh, AMC, build a theater in Sunnyside. <laughs> uh, they never will. Nothing no. ever happens here. Except uh, Grand Larceny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, and uh, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Great game. Great game. <laughs> I mean uh, real Grand Theft oh, Auto. Oh, okay. I think people are just playing Grand Theft Auto <laughs> in their homes. Nope. Uh, so, so as for my, my favorite films of the year, 
And I say favorite because I just kind of put together a list and don't rank them. That's too much pressure to me. I don't want to make that kind of decision, you know. I just want to let you know the movies that I liked mm. and enjoyed the most. Great. And here are those movies. Hit me. You Were Never Really Here. Oh, love that movie. Love that movie. Very beautiful. Amazing. Cinematography, acting, everything across the board. Great. Hereditary. Scariest movie I've seen in years. Ever? Uh, Would you say? maybe ever it's definitely in consideration i'll never see it there are definitely things that stuck with me about that movie and things i still think about (laughs) uh but overall just a fantastic film um i mean go see it for just the scary last 30 minutes alone don't go see it it's a it's a it's an adrenaline rush don't support that movie uh tully oh really sterone cool great film did Uh, uh didn't diablo cody write tully yes Cool. Yeah, so it's got that kind of Juno-y vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I really enjoyed it. It kind of went under the radar a little bit. It was, I mean, it's an indie film, so it's not going to get quite the marketing that a bigger movie is going to get, but I thought it was excellent. And it's, sorry, I mean, I'm just going to comment because I don't yeah. have a list, but Tully, uh, same actress that was in Blade Runner, right? 2049. <laughs> Wait, where are you going with this? No, really. Who? The 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 character who shows up. To oh oh, the one that is Tully. The one that is Tully. I thought you were she, making a joke. Okay. No no no. <laughs> no. She she she's she, in a yeah. a very popular episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. I don't remember her name, but she is in Twenty Forty Nine too. She's okay. um she's that, a, a prostitute. I yeah, guess yeah. is what she is in the film. Yeah. Um, that Ryan Gosling brings home and has that really strange like love making session with. like yeah. VR session. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse, which we're going to see tomorrow. Wait, what number is that? I mean, it's just in oh, my top oh, 10. no particular order. It's just okay. in my top 10. Amazing. I'm, I so ha- I'm so happy that you liked the superhero movie. I liked it because it is a superhero movie, but it's so different than any other superhero movie I've ever seen. Can't Not wait. only because of the style, the way that it looks, but I don't know. It was just, it was funny and engaging all the way through. Superhero movies for me, for the most part, are just so corny in a bad way. Corny to where it's like, we have to be corny because it's a superhero movie, but the jokes still aren't funny. Hmm. This was corny. But the jokes were actually funny and made me laugh, and I really enjoyed it. I'm really excited. I waited until tomorrow's Sunday. I know this isn't coming out for a week, but I waited till Sunday because I had to see it in 3D if I saw it mm-hmm. uh, yesterday, Friday night. And yeah. I just I hate 3D, and I think it needs Same. to die. And uh, <laughs> it'll so be good I, one day, someday. But I just don't yeah. see the point. It's 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 just there's no point. Yeah, just like Spider Man is going to look better in digital. Because the colors are going to be way brighter. Uh, why would you see it in 3D? I don't. Anyway, I'm I'd seeing love to it go see it in that Dolby Cinema Theater in Lincoln Square. That would be cool. But it wasn't showing there. Although yeah. I did see Mary Poppins there. Cool. Uh, not in my top ten. <laughs> uh, the Sisters Brothers. We saw that together. I saw that. Yeah. Had Good a great movie. time. Laughed a lot. But it yeah. was also very touching. Touching and dark at times. Oh, very dark. But uh, very dark. Interesting movie. The favorite. Loved that movie. Excellent acting across the board. Set was amazing. Costumes were amazing. We haven't talked about the end. We haven't talked <laughs> about about it at all. Yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't really address it. We haven't done any minisodes or anything. Yeah. I, I was a fan of the ending. I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, it showed what her life is going to be like for the rest of her life. I, she I, made her bed and now has to sleep in it. I think Love I it. agree. I hundred yeah. percent agree with that analysis. Yeah. So well, spot on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, private life, which you can watch on Netflix. Paul Giamatti's in it. Um, oh, that's new, right? I cannot remember her name. Yeah, it's it's relatively new. It came out like t- two months ago. That's about a couple a trying to have a baby. Yeah, but they're a little bit past the, oh, the yeah. uh, expiration date, so they have to do some um, 
Uh, is it IVF? In, in vitro fertilization? Yes. Yep, IVF, you're right. And yeah. it looks really good. It's so good. And it's it's an amazing script. Like, you can watch prob- that tonight. You should. You really should. It's, only, okay. it's like an hour and a half, hour right. 40. I'll watch that. But uh, the script is absolutely incredible because the pacing is just perfect. Like It's never boring, which okay. I'm so happy when that happens Paul- because we're talking about a two-hour, 50-minute movie today in oh, which yeah. I was very much bored for large chunks of it. Oh, no. Giamatti <laughs> uh, tends to hit on movies that are sort of indie films that are appreciated by a large number of people but not necessarily recognized. Mm-hmm. Like Win Win. I love Win Win. I mean, I have it on DVD. I know, I know. And everyone, yeah. I, I still haven't seen it, but I just know it was really acclaimed critically, mm-hmm. but not popular. Yeah. Sideways was, but I think that movie sucks. I hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> You've voiced your opinions on Sideways I, I, before. I have. Anyway. Uh, next is First Reformed. Also saw that together in the theaters. I rewatched it the other day. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I've seen it twice now. Did you like it the second time through? Uh, I liked it less, but I still yeah. liked it. Yeah, I I don't know. I just this this year was kind of weak. I thought I for like I really liked First Reformed, but for that to be like in my top ten even surprised me. I was like, man, I really can't think of anything else that I would have put in here over it. Yeah, granted, I I, I didn't watch Roma completely. Yeah, um, I haven't seen it yet. Which is one that maybe would have snuck on there instead. But yeah, I was surprised. I think it deserves a place on any top 10 list. Yeah. I would put it on a top 10 list. This year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, there's a lot of people who really love it. And I, I love it. I think Ethan Hawke is amazing in that movie. There's a few things about it, though, that bother me. And it has nothing to do with the story or, or really the... I don't know, just a few tiny filmmaking choices that I didn't like, but yeah. it's a great movie. Yeah, there were definitely some weird things that happened that I was just like, yeah, that isn't that's yeah. really strange. It doesn't match the tone yeah. of the movie. Um, eighth Grade, saw mm. it twice, loved it both times. When think- is it going to come out on Netflix? It's got too soon. I feel, uh, like they're, I feel like they'd be all over that. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. It's a new movie. It's got to be hard to get the the rights for that to stream. Yeah. Depends I on how... I don't. Is it A24? I can't remember who was the house behind um, it but, i don't um, know i think I, that sounds right but i don't know if it's a24 which i think it is their stuff usually goes to netflix at some point maybe so. it'll be on hbo soon yeah yeah it'll be somewhere and then my last one um was burning which is actually a foreign film that has gained a lot of acclaim it's like a it's a thriller um i don't want to spoil it too much because it does go a lot of places that i think are surprising okay um but Again, just acting across the board, script, everything. It's got kind of a Gone Girl vibe, um, which I really like those types of movies that are a little bit dark and mysterious, and you don't really know what's going on until you get further and further in the movie, and then things just ramp up, and you're like, what is happening? Um, Oh, that's one with Steven Yeun. Yes. Uh, I heard it it was so good. It's had a lot of acclaim. A lot of acclaim. So I recommend that highly. Cool, man. I uh, look forward to that. I'm surprised that a Happy Death Day wasn't in your top ten. <laughs> well, I'm waiting for Happy Death Day too. It comes out this year. I know. <laughs> I actually really liked Happy Death Day. I'm not Did gonna you? lie. Yeah. Very um, what self reflected like yeah, it, it's it a lot like Scream. It, knew like, what it was. Yeah. Yeah, it knew yeah. what it was, and it it didn't shy away from it. Like like Truth or Dare. Truth or Dare sucked because it was like we're gonna yeah. make this serious. But no, it's a freaking you're playing a kids game. Yeah. Come on. I just don't know what I mean. She killed the person that was attacking her. Yeah. So what? What's going to happen? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> That's up to hmm. the screenwriter to well, figure I, out. I wonder if Escape Room is good. 
or if it's bad. I, it looks bad. Yeah, it looks really bad. <laughs> Just thinking of cheesy horror movies that come out all the time. Yeah. Anyway. There's all right, a well, cool, man. Thanks for sharing your uh, top 10 list with me. Of course, of course. We belabored long enough, I think. Though, yeah, right? yeah. I think it's time to get into this, uh, this I think, uh, really, really important movie, but it, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. It seems like you might be uh, on the fence about it. So let's get yeah. into Heat. Seven years in Folsom. In the hole for three. McNeil before that. McNeil is tough as they say. You're looking to become a penologist? You're looking to go back? You know, I chase down some crews, guys just looking to fuck up, get busted back. That you? You must have worked some dipshit crews. I worked all kinds. You see me doing thrill seeker liquor store holdups with a born to lose tattoo on my chest? No, I do not. Right. I am never going back. Then don't take down scores. I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best, trying to stop guys like me. So you never wanted a regular type life? The fuck is that? Barbecues and ball games? Yeah. This regular type life, that your life? My life? No, my life. No, my life's a disaster zone. I got a stepdaughter so fucked up because her real father's this large type asshole. I got a wife. We're passing each other on the downslope of a marriage, my third. Because I spend all my time chasing guys like you around the block. That's my life. Guy told me one time, don't let yourself get attached to anything you are not willing to walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you feel the heat around the corner. Now, if you're on me and you gotta move when I move, how do you expect to keep a, a marriage? Well, that's an interesting point. What are you, a monk? I have a woman. What do you tell her? I tell her I'm a salesman. I'm definitely not uh, on the fence about it. I do think it's a it's a good movie. I do think if I can use the word overrated, I'm going to. I you're, think I'll get I'll get a little controversial in this episode. You're entitled to that. I think it's beloved by a lot of people, and I think that movies as a whole, especially thrillers and heist movies, owe a lot to Heat. In terms of what came after it and how they borrow from it and mm-hmm. how they execute their action scenes, um, but man, I just got to say there were moments <laughs> in like twenty long minute stretches in this film where I was just like bored out of my mind. Think they should, they could cut some stuff. I don't even know if they could cut anything. The movie's so dense already. Yeah. Oh yeah. It doesn't seem like you could really like cut anything off and still make it make sense. You know. You could shave three minutes here. Or there, or yeah. a minute, or thirty seconds. It might but, add up, but it's still going to be a two and a half hour movie, right? I was going to say it would still be two hours and thirty minutes instead of two fifty. Yeah, you know? and you know how I feel about movies that are over two hours. I do, I do. So can you? I, I don't want to interrupt your flow here. You mm-hmm. you take over if you want to start heat, but 
should we save like why you don't like it towards the end or do you want to yeah. sort of go over it now no no we'll, we'll save it and i'll you know my points will come up as we go through okay obviously uh but the director is michael mann uh pretty famous director he's had a long history of, of great films last of mohicans collateral the insider mm. um so he's he's a storied director and he also wrote the film so working working both sides i like there. collateral it's a good movie Collateral's very good uh, i haven't seen the insider or last of the mohicans to be honest with you so but last of the mohicans was one of those movies that was always on at my grandparents house for some reason yeah super Strange. popular movie that i feel like it's good it's yeah. just one of those 90s movies that we love kind of like heat or is it 90s yeah. i think it's before that I don't remember exactly when it came out. I think it's just earlier 90s. It's got to be the 90s. My poor movie history knowledge is showing right now. But uh, the actors in this film... 92. 92? Okay. Sorry. Daniel Day-Lewis, though. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah? Come on. I mean, what's not to love, you know? I'm sure I would love it if I watched it. Uh, The actors in this film, I mean, you know know them all. You got Pacino. You got De Niro. Yes. You got Val Kilmer. Yes. You got Ashley Judd. And you have Mr. Allstate himself... Dennis Haysburg. Uh, uh, Dennis Haysburg. Who's that? <laughs> he's he's the Allstate guy. Oh, the Allstate guy, Mr. Yeah. Allstate himself. Yeah, yes. I was. I sorry, I I didn't hear you say that. That's all I could think of when I saw him in this. Oh yeah, that's all anyone could think. He's of. gonna sell me insurance. Yeah, but Danny Trejo is in this movie. Yeah, Danny Trejo. Henry Rollins too. is in this movie. That's true. Yeah, the young, attractive Henry Rollins. Uh, Tone Loke is in this movie. Funky Cole Medina. <laughs> he's the brother of the guy that Pacino meets at the club. Mm-hmm. That night, he's like, don't waste my time. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> um, a young uh, Jeremy Piven is in this movie. Mm-hmm. A young Natalie Portman is in this movie. Yeah. It's it's one of those films where you, you keep watching it, and you're like, oh, that person's in it. Oh, that person's yeah. in it. Yeah, like, Tom Sizemore, before he sizemore himself and got all <laughs> hooked on drugs and everything yeah. and went crazy. <laughs> yeah, I will say Natalie Portman was a shock. I didn't I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. Yeah, but, little baby uh, Natalie Portman. But she didn't. She didn't have much to do with it anyway. So <laughs> yeah, as we, much well, that's true. That I think that is kind of a piece of the movie that you could mm-hmm. cut out. Yeah. I, it's important to 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 talk to show Pacino's life. Yeah, but if we're gonna discuss that, maybe you could have removed that piece, cut or fleshed out more than it was. Yeah, uh, the budget was sixty million dollars, and it grossed one hundred and seven worldwide. Score. The tag is an L.A. Redemption. Kind of a weak one. I'm not not a big fan of that. I don't even know what that Yeah, I don't really means, know what it means. But okay. Yeah, I'd have to think about that. Uh, the trivia for this film, in June of 2002, the scene involving the shootout after the bank robbery was shown to the United States Marine recruits hmm. at MCRD San Diego as an example of the proper way to retreat while under fire. That's cool. I read a lot about how this film, especially that scene, um, where if you've seen the movie, we're obviously talking about like the penultimate scene where they're finally catch up with them and they're having this big chase scene and then a gunfight. Um, the way that they reload, the way the guns sound, the shooting, the way that everyone interacts with the bullets and the, the area around them is all hyper-realistic. Yeah, that um, scene's really, really well oh, uh, made. That That's my favorite scene by far <clears throat> in the film. Yeah. No questions <clears throat> asked. It was engaging the entire time and just so loud did you read about the audio the audio it was all done on set right yeah yeah it's it's yeah. all live yeah i guess i read that he mic'd the whole it's not even a set there's no sets in this movie which is yeah. cool uh but he mic'd the on street yeah. yeah and so the guns are live gunshots to feel that uh i don't know it just sounds different than any other oh yeah 
movie. It sounds really good. It's got that booming, like yeah. thundery quality to I actually, it. Actually, yeah, I had to turn it down. I was watching it and just kind of worried that my neighbors would get <laughs> annoyed because it's a long sequence. It's long. And they shoot so many rounds in that sequence and it was loud so i had anytime there was a helicopter in this movie i immediately grabbed my remote and got it down 20 notches yeah 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 um but yeah i mean that was one of my Mm. issues as well just the leveling and i'm sure you know it plays a lot better in a theater than it does at home yeah but like at home man it was annoying (laughs) just Mm. gotta say yeah just gotta say okay so um this is a long movie like i said two hours 50 minutes long so I actually don't have a lot of notes only because I feel like the script, um, a lot of stuff is like a really extended uh, cut or a really extended scene in which a lot happens. But for the most part, the script to me was pretty simplistic. It does have like two, you know, main storylines between uh, Neil, what's his name? Neil McCall. Neil McCauley, who is uh, Robert De Niro's character, and and um, Vincent Hannah, uh, Hannah mm-hmm. who is Al Pacino's character, kind of intertwining, but they're on their own journey in a way. Um, and it does meet in the middle and goes back. Like I don't know, it, it's hard to describe. Um, yeah, but we'll try to keep most of this brief. Um, the overall story is simple. Yeah, you could describe it probably in a two or three sentences, but the the script itself is very full, mm-hmm. full of characters. Yeah. And if you're not paying attention, you might be confused at a certain point mm-hmm. or two of like, who is that and why is he important? Yeah, they do bring a lot of people in for yeah. short periods of time and yes. then eventually they get shot. Yeah, eventually <laughs> they, they peter out, but yeah. uh, ultimately it's about Pacino, Vincent Hanna chasing De Niro, mm-hmm. Neil McCauley. So we open with a group of thieves um, planning a heist on an armored car. And that group is uh, Neil McCauley, who is Robert De Niro, and Chris Shaherlis, who is Val Kilmer. Um, and then there are other people in the group, like you said, Danny Trejo and, uh, and Sizemore. So mm-hmm. kind of a, a, a interesting group there. But they did bring in a guy named, um, is it is it Wangro? Is that Wangro. how you pronounce it? Wangro, yeah. They bring in uh, this guy who's kind of a, a loose cannon. He's a, he's a little yeah. messed up in the head. They call him a cowboy yeah. a few times. And so they hit this this armored truck, and it and it goes over, and they get their bonds, and um, the three kind of the guards that were inside the armored truck are shell shocked, um, and so they're kind of just staring blankly into space, and this yeah. makes Wangro mad, and he just ends up shooting one of them, and then they shoot all three, and then they have to flee really quickly. Yeah, really uncomfortable moment there. Mm-hmm. This guard is like just <laughs> walking towards him, yeah, and he tells him to stop, and then yeah, he just makes him mad because the guard just staring at him, and then he makes the mistake of of killing him yeah and um it makes kind, of, it, kind of throws things off the rails there really throws things off the yeah. rails but the the way they escaped was pretty cool they put down those uh yeah. spikes and drove away in their car as pacino says in the movie they're good oh they are good they're the best of the best yeah uh so after that lieutenant vincent Hanna, who is al pacino takes the case and surveys the scene i actually really like this scene uh the way they were walking through it it felt very authentic and real yes um and it, and also you learn that Pacino is the best of his craft, and also De Niro is the best of his craft. Like they're both going to be these forces that are you know headbutting throughout the entire film. So yeah, I like that a- absolutely experienced the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Who's the guy who? Um, crap it! You keep talking. Crap it! 
He's the guy who explains what happened to Pacino. He was, uh, I just wanted to mention him because he's Buffalo Bill in Sounds of the Lambs. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I forgot no, I his name. He's, I don't know his name. He's a wonderful actor. Um, yeah, he doesn't get much screen time in this yeah, film. Yeah, but he's, he's just one of the detectives. Um, yeah. But he's great. Uh, so after that, Neil is obviously upset with Wangro and how things went down, made things a little bit uh, dicey. So they meet in this diner, and he starts beating the crap out of him in front of all these people. Everyone's yeah, staring. Of course. And then they go outside, and they try to get rid of him. Uh, yeah. They're going to shoot him in the head behind some cars, but then cops go by, so he looks away for a second, and Wangro escapes. Wangro gets, yeah. Uh, which was interesting. I mean, if you're that good... <laughs> You're yeah, the best I, I, of the best. Uh, I guess he assumed Wangro was like down for the count. Yeah. Because he had really beat him up at that yeah. point. But put your foot on him or something. Yeah, I thought <laughs> well, I, I had forgotten that he got away. I thought he was like holding on to him. And then yeah. I, I was surprised, like, oh, what's what's gonna happen? Yeah. Don't worry, Wangro gets his. Oh, everyone gets theirs in this film. <laughs> yeah, they do. Pretty much everyone. Uh in the next scene, Neil <laughs> meets Edie at a diner and they go home and have a drink. Um, yeah. Edie is uh, an interesting character in that all the, both of these guys have women in their lives that somewhat try to correct them and get them on the right path or what we perceive as the right path. But I just felt like they were kind of throwaways, honestly. I felt like the emotional core of this movie was mm. that, and it was really weak. Well, Edie doesn't know what neil mccauley does no not he yet. lies to her he tells her he's in he's a metal salesman or yeah. something yeah he sells <laughs> precious metals yeah or something like that and uh so yeah she doesn't know until the end and she wants to leave him at the end but but yeah i don't know if she's i don't know if she's a throwaway i think she's very very important because not not her not like anything that she does that influences the movie although just by her being in the movie she influences influences neil mccauley de niro to change his life he he wants to uh he wants to get out yeah. finally yeah and he he breaks his rule of not having anything you know if you can't drop it in 30 you can't drop it in 30 order. seconds and walk away yeah and he's the guy who breaks his own rule so she's very important just by virtue of that is yeah that she's this catalyst in his life he i think there's a point in this movie where he realizes he's totally alone yeah and he tells even he tells her he's like uh I'm alone, but I'm not lonely. And I think there's a point where he's like, no, I'm, I'm really lonely. Yeah. All of his friends have women in their yeah. lives. All His whole crew has has women. And they have these really great affectionate scenes where they're at a bar and with all their wives or girlfriends and kind of like real familial almost, like they're a family and uh, he doesn't have anyone. So yeah. I, think he, I think he latches onto her pretty quickly. But I almost want to see more of their relationship. You know, yeah. and you can't have it because the two hour and fifty minute yeah. film and yeah, they kind of cut out like he visits her the second time, and then after that they're sort of together, and you don't really see yeah a lot of she's it. gone for like thirty forty minutes of the yeah. film yeah. after this yeah, but he's also uh he's also busy just like Pacino. I mean, he's yeah. married to his work. They both are, and and the women in their lives suffer for it. Yeah, and so maybe that's why I think I think Pacino's wife is featured a little more. She's a bit of a stronger character. Yeah. Um. And there's a really good moment where he comes home and yeah. um, deals with her cheating on him. But uh-huh. uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think they're important to show us uh, these these men's lives. But I real but I I realize it takes time. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe it could have been trimmed a little bit. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh. So I do want to address. So they're at his apartment. 
and it, it's overlooking the city. De Niro's apartment? Yeah. And uh, green screen, the green screen, oh, yeah, was just abysmal. It was abysmal for a 60 million dollar yeah. movie that was shot on location everywhere, yeah. To have this like glaringly bad green screen, yeah. in the scene was just like, I wonder why. Hell? And then there has to be a reason, I don't know. I, I'm sure there maybe they filmed that at the end or something, or they were running out of time, yeah. or I don't know, or they or they couldn't find an apartment to film out in the city. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was a sound issue, but there's so many shots from the the mountains of Los Angeles in yeah. this movie, looking over the valley. Yeah. Why did they need to green screen this? It it looks know. horrible. It's just like it's it's <laughs> unforgivably bad. Yeah. How it's like yeah. the lighting is just totally off, yeah. and I was just so shocked it's to super see it. Fake, yeah. Because everything else up to that point and after, like all of the special effects that they use, and yeah. uh, you know all the action, it was so uh, visually impressive. And that I was just like, what, yeah, what I don't, I don't really doing? know. It's the only thing I know, but I noticed it too. But it's the only real negative in terms of visual yeah part of the movie that i had a problem with but yeah that's uh, what almost makes it more disappointing <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i wonder what the reason is for that maybe we could figure know. that out i'm gonna email michael mann and see what he says <laughs> uh so after that neil starts casing for another big job um this one is much bigger so this bond hit they did was like a like 1.5 million or something and the next one he's aiming for is like in the in the teens of of millions yeah um Vincent gets some intel from uh, Michael Chirito, uh, or uh, gets some intel on Michael Chirito from one of his informants' uh, brothers. So this is the scene you were talking about, yeah. where uh, he, they they go in and basically he he was in prison with Michael Chirito, who is part of Vincent's or uh, part of. Uh, there's so many names in this movie. There are My so goodness. many characters, man. Uh, Neil's gang. He's yeah. in the gang. I feel like um, you could just use the actor's name if if you feel like it'll be faster. <laughs> De Niro, maybe. <laughs> so he, yeah. So he's in De Niro's gang. Yes, Chirito. the brother of the informant was in prison with him and recognized him out on the street and said, "This is who he is." Correct. Um, but that's also a really funny scene, just because. Pacino hams it up, which is his character. 100%. He really does, yeah. And I was reading about how initially his character was supposed to be on cocaine, and they took it out of the movie, but he still acted yeah. it that way. <laughs> it was it was so strange. Just he constantly had, yelling. I think this is a movie where a lot of impersonations come from. Yes, of Pacino. Yeah, because I hadn't seen it since I was seriously like twelve. I don't yeah. I don't remember the last time I watched Heat, and I. I know all these impersonations now where he has these outbursts and I, they came out of heat. Like they had to have come yeah. out of this movie. Yeah, it's like quintessential. He's, uh, he's great. I, I laughed a lot when he did that. Yeah. But he's being serious. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't think it was bad. I just thought it was, it was funny. Like it yeah. takes you out. It's like I'm, I'm laughing at this scene. Yeah. This very like intense scene that should be like, I should be fearing for that other guy's life. Like yeah. Pacino's going to strangle him because he's pissed because he's, he's at a nightclub at 2 a.m., you know? Yeah. I don't uh, know. I, I liked it, but yeah, I agree. It, it was, it's odd, but I enjoyed it. So Roger Van Zant arranges for a package to be given to Neil, but sets him up. So Neil shows up at this drive-in movie theater that's abandoned. Uh, a truck pulls up next to his car. He says, toss the bag in here. But a guy gets out with an Uzi behind him and is going to shoot him in the head until Val Kilmer sees that and shoots the guy. Uh, this was a really good scene. It was really, really tense. I wasn't sure where it was going to go. Yeah. Um, this is a man they've been they've been stealing from. Yeah. And uh, I guess something goes wrong. And as you just said, 
they 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 essentially figure out a system to i guess get paid and they meet this guy he's he's a man i don't i, I guess they've stolen from him mm-hmm. because it shows him uh observing them via phone and like listening in on conversations yeah and so you think de niro's gonna die here because he goes to get this package from this guy and little do they know and little do we know val kilmer's posted up as with us with a sniper rifle mm-hmm several yards away tom sizemore's waiting with a shotgun like they it just shows us how prepared de niro and his team are and how good they are yeah because they do try to kill him in this scene this this man that de niro has stolen from tries to get him killed and and fails yeah and so but it was an intense scene yeah also realistic and scary yeah and you see more and more of the movie how prepared they are at every step of the way every step of the way it's cool um especially from a script standpoint to plan that far ahead you know yeah but this is just one of the plot lines there's branching plot lines here but now this guy is in trouble with de niro because he tried to kill him yeah so van zant this rich banker investment guy whoever he is yeah is basically uh hiding out for his life mm-hmm. for the rest of the movie yeah after the after the hit attempt neil calls van sant on the phone yeah and he's he's talking to him and uh he says, I'm talking into an empty phone right now. And, yeah. and Van Sant goes, uh, do I don't know mean? what you're talking yeah. about. And then he says, because there's a dead man on the other end of the line. And I was like, that's that's good. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, a good line. Pretty hardcore. <laughs> yeah. So then he hides in his office for like months or yeah. weeks or days or whatever. And then as soon as he goes home, it's over. See ya. <laughs> uh, so Vincent and his crew tail Neil's crew. But they don't recognize who Neil is, so at this point they have enough information on basically everyone else in the gang, but they don't recognize mm-hmm. Neil. Yeah. I guess he's been so good at his job that he's never been tailed or noticed or tracked anything. He's never been arrested. Yeah, John um, Voight tells him, who's also in this movie, Yeah, uh, who's sort of like a third party here f- with De Niro. He like, he's like an information guy. He helps mm-hmm. set up jobs. He reports to whoever. I don't know. He's just like this guy who organizes this stuff with De Niro, mm-hmm. but he says uh, they've been losing you at night. So they know who the rest of the team is, but they haven't, you're right, they just haven't been able to figure out who De Niro is at this point. Yeah. Uh, this is when Wangro comes back and he ends up killing a prostitute. Yeah. Um, which was shocking. Another plot line that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, we learn that he's like a serial killer. Yeah. Or... Or connected Become, to... Becoming yeah, one. Some murders. Yeah. yeah so they, they this woman dies and they have this... It's a good scene. Um, Pacino's great in it, but uh, we it's it's there for us to learn that this is a bad dude. Wangro is bad. He's a bad dude. He's done this before, and he's a <laughs> bad dude. Um, so he also picks up a job from a bartender uh, in a nearby bar that he goes into. So he's getting back into the game too after he'd been in prison. I think is what he said for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think they really explain how much time has passed between the initial heist and, and this one that they're planning. Yeah. Um, but it must have been a while if he was in jail for an extended period. But I feel like it, they never really explained that. I don't know. I don't know if you... Th- they said he was in jail? He said he was in jail. I don't know if he was lying, but he said that he was in the shoe at oh, uh, at some jail. I, I feel like he was just... Maybe he was, yeah. I don't know. I feel like he was just hiding out. But the job he picks up is hired by Van Zant yeah. to deal with De Niro. Yeah, which is it's good because he has insider information. Right. And so as somebody watching, you're like, oh, he might be the person to get him because he knows how he works and what he's into. So, yeah. so I thought that was good as well. Uh, Vincent trails Neil to his next job, 
but someone makes noise during the stakeout and Neil ends up bailing along with uh, Val Kilmer's character. Did you like that scene? I did like it for the most part. I just felt like they had such a dumb character in the truck with them. Like, who's that stupid <laughs> and is on like a specialist police force, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, he just sat, all he did was sit down. Sat down harder than anyone has ever sat down in their entire yeah, life. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> I, um, that's the only thing that annoyed me. I was like, if he's the best of the best, like, why is he such a whiny, like, he, he butthole, is, first he is of whiny, all? And yeah. then he, like, sits down, like, all of his body weight on the truck. Yeah. <laughs> so you can hear him 20 yards away. Yeah, I loved it, though. I, apart from that guy, what a great, tense scene. Yeah. Because they're posted up and watching De Niro and Val Kilmer commit this robbery, trying to just pin them and arrest them they're mm-hmm. ready to move they have swat there they have all this stuff and uh there's a great moment where the guy sits down mm-hmm. and they're watching de niro via a uh, infrared camera yeah so the way man films it is over pacino's shoulder and de niro is just staring basically straight into the camera probably unknowingly yeah but his face is just looking like he's, he has an idea I'm yeah sure. he's yeah. yeah of course well he stops and he listens and he hears this thing mm-hmm but it's a great moment because everyone's so still and so quiet. And De Niro's just looking right at Pacino, basically, mm. through, a, through a lens. And, uh, and then he runs in and calls it off and they leave. And yeah. then they can't arrest him because they, they just broke into a place and didn't steal anything. But I thought that was a tense scene. Man is good at creating really quiet, tense scenes. Mm-hmm. If you watch Collateral, there's a lot of those in there, too. Yeah, I agree. They decide whether or not to rob the bank or split ways. Um, so they've been working on, I think this was a smaller job they were taking on, uh, but they also have a, a, a bigger job of robbing a bank yeah. that they've been putting together as well. But they know the heat is on them now. Yeah. The heat is there. As they, they were. They do say, he says, we got too much heat on us now. Yeah. As, and, and they're kind of wondering why or how or like who or what happened, but they know the heat is on them and they just need to know. They don't, they don't necessarily know like why. Yeah. Apart, I guess, from the murders at the, at the first heist, but. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this was a good scene too of them deciding whether or not to go because then we see that pretty much everyone in the gang like has to do it. Like they need the money to like live their lives. Aside from uh, Michael Chirito, I guess. Yeah. Uh, he was like, I just do it because I get a, you know, a thrill out of it. But he had, you know, savings account and all the money saved and everything. But we see that, that uh, Neil McCauley and, and Val Kilmer's character and Danny Trejo. They kind of need to do it to sustain their lives. I don't think I Neil. I don't think Neil does. You don't think so? Mm-mm, okay. No. I think I think he just wants to. Yeah. It's insight into who he is. He he could take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. I I think this is an important scene. Um, Tom Sizemore, Chirito. Yeah. He he says, uh, for me, the action is the juice. Like I'm in. Yeah. Um, but De Niro knows the stakes. He's saying the heat is on us. We can do this or not do it. Val Kilmer definitely needs it. He's gambled all his money away, yeah. so he's in. And uh, I don't know. I thought it was cool. Just it's another insight into like the heat is on, and they have essentially are like, screw it, let's just let's do it. Yeah, because they kind of have to do it. It's yeah. the only thing they know. It's all. It's what they know how to do. As as we learn later when he talks to Pacino in the very famous coffee shop scene. But it's just like, what what else are they gonna do? Rock and roll, man. <laughs> That's what Get it's jobs all about. At McDonald's. <laughs> Vincent recruits Alan Marciano, um, who is Hank Azaria, uh, to be a mole on Elaine Chirito, who is Michael Chirito's wife, um, so they can get inside Neil's crew, basically, and and you know get them locked away. Yeah. 
Um, but this is a funny scene as well, just because I think Hank Azari is funny and you know he's very present in in every role that he's in. Uh, but just someone that was surprising to see, you know. Is this when De Niro shows up to the hotel room? This is when he shows up to, I guess, his his work, and it's like uh, there's a warrant for your arrest in New Jersey. Oh, you mean so. this? But this is the Pacino scene. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Well, I mean, yeah. So, at, but we've we already seen Hank Azaria before. No, this is the first time we see him. We see him again, but this is the first time we see him when they bring the idea to him to be a mole, or he's going to get arrested. Is it really? I thought yeah. that I thought that De Niro found Val Kilmer's wife with him first. Mm. And that's why, Pacino, oh god, so many names. That's why Pacino went to him because they had been in a relationship. But I guess yours, what you're saying, makes more sense. I, I think I'm just backwards because I thought, I thought they had already been in a relationship, and Pacino was exploiting that relationship. They saying, had, yeah, but I don't think that we had seen him at this point. Maybe we had. You, you, you it, see but... him leave the hotel with yeah. Val Kilmer's wife, and okay, then that's when De Niro saying. goes in and threatens her and says, "You'll give him another chance." Yeah. This is the first time we meet him. Correct. Yeah, sorry. Yes. So she's already been cheating on Val Kilmer with this guy. Yeah. Vincent uh Pacino Vincent Hanna realizes this and goes and exploits that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of my problems. So many characters, so many subplots. Yeah. But, Subplot but city. If it's a movie though that if you watch twice three times which is i think what most heat fans do yeah because it is such a deep complex movie i think it is yeah that it's no problem it's like the matrix it's just a muscle watch. we just got to flex our muscle here and like you need to watch it again i yeah. think i think you'll like it more and more you think i would like it better the second time yeah I, do. I did not like it yeah uh so vincent stakes out neil as he's hatching his new plan but neil ends up playing him so this was another cool scene where they're talking through what they're going to do. They met in this mm. kind of open area in like a shipping yard. And they're kind of pointing to where they're going to go and like what they're going to do. They leave the scene. And then uh, Al Pacino and his guys come down. And they like try to reenact what they did basically. Like they were pointing that way. Why are so they here? What go. are they looking at? What are they pointing at? And then Al Pacino puts together that they're the ones getting played. Yeah. And now Neil and his group know for sure that they're onto them because mm -hmm. he's up in this tower taking yeah. pictures of them down below. And they know their faces now and know who they are. It's a great scene. Mm -hmm. Really, really great moment. Yeah. And this next scene is, I think the most famous scene in the movie by far, aside from the shootout. Mm -hmm. um, Vincent ends up staking out Neil, uh, follows him, and basically asks him out for coffee. Uh, Pulls him over and says, yeah, yeah. why don't we go get some coffee? Yeah. <laughs> and so they sit and they, they have coffee and they basically talk uh, through what they're both going through and like what mm. they're thinking, mm -hmm. um, which is interesting. You don't really see that in movies at all. The, the protagonist and antagonist getting together and chatting, which is what it is. It's like a 10 minute long scene. It's a great scene. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's a famous scene. And uh, you see the the lives of these two men, as I said earlier, they disclose to each other. I don't know how to do anything else. Uh, that's what De Niro says. And Pacino says, neither do I. And mm -hmm. so it's clear that they sort of function because the other one exists. Yeah. You know, can't have one without the other. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the Batman and the Joker, the Joker is basically like, you're so much fun. Now this isn't that complex of a relationship, mm -hmm. but that's what's happening here is like Pacino needs to chase him and De Niro needs to rob banks. That's just what they do. Yeah. And um, 
but it's also this weirdly intimate scene of like, hey, if you get in my way, I'm gonna put you down. Yeah. And then what if what if I put you know what if I put you down? Yeah. And they can both kind of vow to do that. But there's this weird mutual respect, I guess, for each other, and uh, I don't know. It's just a cool scene. They're both students of the game, you know. Yeah. They both respect like each they, other. Like they they put the law aside. He can't arrest them for anything. Yeah. And so they just sit down and sort of have this threatening, like, interesting talk. And he, Pacino reveals a lot about his life uh-huh. and how screwed up it is. And, yeah, it's really, it's a famous scene. And they didn't rehearse it. You probably knew that. Yeah. I think also contextually, like, in 95, if I was not still a baby, uh, this would have been, like, if I was 18, 20 years old, the thought of these two actors at that time sitting down sure. and like having that scene and it being advertised and like the marketing campaign was probably built around them like squaring off, you know, because they were both huge mm. at the time. I wonder, yeah. So that would have been really cool to see that. I think that would be like Tom Cruise and yeah, The Rock. I mean, it's like, one of <laughs> it, it, it's it's a small scene, but it's the reason that this movie. Well, it's not the reason, but it's one of the reasons why this is such a revered. Mm. movie because it's these two dudes they had never been on screen together before yeah they'd been in godfather 2 but never in the same yeah, shot the same shot yeah so but as i said uh i guess de niro said we we shouldn't rehearse the scene and pacino agreed and the and michael mann agreed so they sat down for the first time having gone through the dialogue just to show that discomfort with each other mm. which is cool so it's very like uh will ferrell john c Riley. yeah you your way through it you know totally yeah <laughs> really really um deep i think i'd like to see heat with them <laughs> in these two roles actually i would love to go see that movie except they keep screwing up the formula as yeah. we just learned with sherlock apparently i, uh, I didn't i didn't Holmes see it and, and i will Watson. not go see it apparently the worst film of all time yeah uh, literally yeah that, that's no, what it's been called I've, I've heard it's completely terrible yeah. which almost makes me want to go see it it's like a train wreck you know yeah um so while they were talking neil's crew at this point everyone what they say is quote unquote ditches their surveillance so all these cops have been tailing them all individually but you know these guys are so good that they're able to get everyone off their tail at the same time along with neil um so that that's an important point later wayne girl goes to van sant and offers to help take down neil at this point so you said earlier on he had been um kind of hired to take this job i think at this point i think it was really just him coming back to confirm what he was doing he had more information for van zant I, I don't really remember the importance of this scene if it was important at all i don't feel like anything was revealed when he shows up at van zant's office yeah well that's the first time they've met yeah so yeah yeah he called him yeah 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 so he he just gives him insider yeah just information as to like who he is mm-hmm. but it, you're right it doesn't go anywhere because we don't see what, what the result of that meeting is yeah wango dies before he's in so uh, protective Zant. custody and so does van Zant. they're both in protective custody but de niro gets to them de niro gets him every time he gets him first uh neil recruits donald to be a driver for the big job so donald is someone we haven't spoken about uh but he is the all-state man uh that, that's <laughs> dennis haysbert uh i think i feel like this character had to have been cut down feel like he had to have been a bigger role at some point because we have that emotional scene earlier in the movie where he's like a line cook at a diner yeah and his girlfriend you know says that you know what he does is important to her basically and he says you know why do you care 
it's a nice scene, but I feel nothing for him because I'm like, I don't even know. Yeah, he just doesn't go why anywhere. You're there. Yeah, he's a driver later on. He, he's shot. a driver and he dies immediately, so yeah. it, it doesn't go anywhere. That that's a piece that could. I don't know why they had to introduce him. They had to have a driver for this scene. Yeah. But, I would have cared just as much if you had introduced his character in that moment. Yeah. If it was like, hey, we knew this guy in the joint. Yeah. He's our driver. Instead, he has two other scenes in the movie yeah. that take up like five minutes. And, and, like, and, and they seem to be important. Yeah. They seemed like, I mean, yeah. I mean, because he has a scene relatively early in the movie where he's, I mean, he's going to get a job. Mm-hmm. He's super let down when he learns the, the conditions of the job he has to work. It's yeah. really demeaning and like not what he was expecting. And so I don't, yeah, I don't know why we needed that. I yeah. agree. I think it could have been cut. He, I'm, I'm sure he had to be a bigger character at some point. Uh, so they run the job. So they go and rob this bank. Um, and this is where we had that huge shootout in the middle of the city. Uh, tons of cops die. They're shooting guns endlessly. But I would say watch the movie for this scene alone. Yeah. I think it's, it's done so well. It's amazing. It's so intense. Had me on the edge of my seat. It has the a lot of uh, Pacino running yeah. uh, awkwardly. He's <laughs> that, not, that is a funny part. He's yeah. a goofy runner for sure, and yeah. he has to run through. <laughs> he's got like a fifteen-pound gun in his hand. <laughs> I like. feel uh, if uh, what's the uh, the trailer, the funny trailer show on YouTube? Um, oh, I don't honest, honest trailers. Honest trailers yeah. I feel like I, they they might have one for Heat, but if and I need to watch it if they do. But I feel like a lot of it would be referencing him like having to run through crowds <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just get down, get yeah. down, move. Get down now. Move, get move. Down. And there's just always people in his way. That's like what he does half of this movie yeah. is just running through people. Or he's just like, like they'll be shooting and having this huge shootout and you're like, man, I wish Al Pacino was here. And then they'll cut back and it's just him running down <laughs> he's a way, sidewalk. He's always way behind yeah. <laughs> uh, trying to catch up, um, which is funny. Yeah. yeah. Val Kilmer like leads this scene. He's going crazy yeah. on his uh, on his machine gun. But yeah, Pacino is always just like running. He's an expert. Yeah. He's an expert. One thing though is that I feel like cops in these types of scenes always turn into stormtroopers, right? Yeah, they never hit anyone. No, it's crazy. No, yeah, no one ever gets. I mean, and they can't. Shot. Like, I mean, the, Kilmer gets shot eventually. Yeah, yeah, he gets shot in the like and, the uh, collarbone, and then Sizemore gets taken down by yeah. Pacino in a real risky move. Yeah, as uh, Sizemore picks up a little girl uh-huh. as sort of like protection, he's running and he grabs this little girl so they won't shoot him. Yeah, and then Pacino shoots him with like this. M16, M16, like, yeah. I don't know what it is, type of submachine gun With that would probably be launcher attachment to it. crazy inaccurate. <laughs> and he shoots him from like 40 yards away yeah. and, and puts him down. And you're like, that's... He was an expert marksman. I guess. In the academy. Yeah. yeah. I think he was a Marine in the story. Like, he has a Marine tattoo. Some trivia mm-hmm. said uh, he has like the, the anchors and the... Maybe that's Nate. I don't know. Yeah. But they know. indicate that he's a Marine. Or marine by that so you're yeah. like okay he's had some training but still it makes sense come on could have killed the little girl yeah so neil goes to check on trejo at this point um and trejo's wife was killed by wangro and van sant uh and in a, in a kind of a touching scene he's about to leave and trejo is mortally wounded yeah uh i don't know what they did to him but he was bleeding everywhere and uh it looked really good the makeup was intense yeah 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 the blood was like in the carpet like thick his eye was all yeah it was gross but um uh de niro's getting ready to leave and he's like i'm gonna call you an ambulance and trio says i'm not gonna make it uh don't leave me here yeah and so he has to shoot his friend in the head which is i would imagine pretty tough to do i mean if you asked me to do it 
I would do it. Yeah, you would have no problem. But you uh, you share the same philosophy. You, yeah. you don't have anything you can't walk away from. Exactly. In, in I'm going to drop you in 30 seconds, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, so this is where things don't necessarily mm-hmm. ramp up. It's still pretty slow. I would say this is the third act of the film at this point. Yes. But a lot of stuff happens. But it's kind of plotting. Like It's still 40 minutes of the movie at this point. There's a lot, yeah. Neil kills Van Zant, who just goes to his apartment, shoots him. Yeah, he asks he asks where Wayne Grow is. Yeah, because um, Wayne Grow is still the guy who screwed this up from the beginning. Yeah, and he and needs, has caused a lot of pain down yeah. the line too. He he knows that he's been the rat. Yeah. for for Van Sant as well. Yeah. Um, so Neil returns to pick up Edie, and and they have a few scenes at this point where they're working through the relationship. I don't think I think she finds out later at this point about him being what he is, uh, re- related to the crimes and everything. Uh, but Vincent returns home to find his wife cheating on him, which is what you mentioned earlier, which was a pretty yeah. funny scene. Yeah. He walks in and this guy's like, uh, I had no idea, man. And, the, and Pacino's like, just sit down. Just yeah. sit down. It's, it's great. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a funny scene and also truthful in a way. Like yeah. he, he doesn't freak out. Well, he does, but it's in this controlled manner. And she's like, you're not mad. And he's like, oh, of course I'm mad. <laughs> but I think he realizes, you know, what yeah. what has pushed her to this point? It makes sense. Yeah, he does say, "I never cheat." You know, I never cheated on you. I would never do that. And yeah. and she she has a great line where she says, "You forced me to demean myself by sleeping with this guy." Yeah. So she's not right. I mean, she shouldn't have done it. But yeah. um, it's just an interesting like dynamic. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it was true. Uh, I I use that word too much, but I think it was true. Yeah. Like it, it's a moment where you're like, okay, I can totally see what led them here, how it happened. And this schmutz on the couch is an afterthought. And you can see that she doesn't care about him. She's yeah. just having this conversation. She's super calm when Pacino's freaking out and ripping the TV out. And like, yeah, she said she's on Prozac and Yeah, and well, grass, she, she is high all the time. So there's that. But um, it's, it's funny because this guy just keeps having to sit down and be quiet. And that's yeah, good. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a good scene. There was some levity there. Yeah. And, and a lot of parts in this movie, I felt like they tried to interject some humor. And it didn't always work <laughs> work for me. Yeah. Um, but in this scene, I thought it was funny. I, I chuckled a little bit and enjoyed it. Um, so I don't really have many other notes at, from this point on until the end, but this is when, like I said, Edie and De Niro's relationship becomes more and more clear and she finds out what's going on underneath and she's not happy, obviously, because now she's involved with this guy who's, you know, a huge criminal and is wanted and it's going to change her life forever yeah. now that she's wrapped into it. Um, but basically they get the opportunity to leave. Uh, De Niro has the money that he needs. Um, they can go out of the country. They can leave forever and they can be happy together. Everything's and, been arranged. Yeah. So they're driving and they're going to leave to go to the airport. And he says, I have something to do. And so he goes off the road. He goes and, uh, to this hotel where Wayne Grow is staying. I can't remember how he got the information, um, but it must've gotten leaked to him somehow. Uh, well, well, uh, John Voigt tells him on the phone. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So he says, you're home free. They, yeah. um, it's really interesting. Like They've made it look like he took off on a flight or he's going to take off on a flight mm-hmm. and they're not. They're just going to drive. Yeah. Um, and so they, the, the cops think he's going to be out of the city in a few hours and it would have worked. He says, you're home free, whatever. By the way, Wayne Grow checked into this hotel. He's there under surveillance. And so uh, he's like, he just got away. Just put it behind you. And De Niro just can't put it down yeah he's fiercely he has to get his vengeance yeah fiercely loyal to the cause and so he makes the decision to pull off the highway and and try to find him and um leads to his downfall but yeah Mm. 
yeah he ends up going into this hotel and kind of uh booby trap not booby trapping but he sets off the fire alarms he jams the elevators so he can't yeah. get down acts like room um, service gets to the guy's room finds out the guy's room number yeah etc cetera, etc cetera. uh there was this really strange shot that it was like a first person shot that they hadn't used at all in the movie but he yeah. hits him in the head with the gun and a I'm hardcore like, henry Whoa. shot <laughs> yeah, yeah it was yeah. yeah but it was for like it was like that it was it was like, it was like a gopro boom, shot like <laughs> before gopro existed just yeah. a steady cam like right yeah interesting shot i thought but it was yeah. cool i you know, it was cool appreciate yeah it. but he ends up just putting two in his chest and then one in the head and then heads out but at that point pacino picks up what's going on and uh, ends up chasing him and the final scene is is really cool it's them you know how there's those areas outside of the landing strip of an airport they're yeah. like what happens over Airfield, there yeah yeah well gunfights happen over there yeah, between that, al pacino duh. and robert de niro <laughs> but it's just al pacino looking for robert de niro behind these like electrical buildings yeah uh, but every once in a while a plane will go by and will light up everything and it's completely white and it looks amazing and then eventually De Niro steps out from behind the wall. There's lights from the plane. So Pacino sees shadow. a shadow, turns around on the drop shoots of a dime him. and shoots him. And yeah. it's over. And then he holds his hand yeah. until he dies. Yeah, nice little uh, interesting moment. Yeah. He, uh, lots he, of respect there. Lots of respect. And De Niro's alone. And he he reaches his hand up. And I was like, what, is, what does he want? Like, does he want a gun to kill himself? Like, what's going yeah. on here? And then, no, it's just so they can hold each other's hand yeah. and he can be with someone when he dies. Yeah. And uh, it's it's good. It's a good moment. It seems like he almost was okay with dying because it was Pacino that killed him. Like, he would have yeah. been pissed off if Wangro killed him. I agree. But as because he saw Pacino as his equal, yeah. he was okay with I, it. And, and, and he was okay with dying because he wasn't in prison. Yeah. He, he tells Pacino in the cafe, we didn't mention this, but he says, I'm never going back to prison. Mm-hmm. And uh, and at the end, he says, I told you, well, I, I'm never going back. Yep. And then he dies, and it's over. And that's the end. <laughs> and, that's uh, literally the end. There's that, like nothing else. Yeah, no, that's the end. That's the, that's the closure there. Yeah. Is that, and, and Pacino had to leave uh, Edie earlier. He, he sees, I'm sorry, not Pacino, De Niro. <laughs> uh, and that's a sad moment when yeah. he just, he, he gets back out to the car after killing Wangro, sees Pacino at the scene running towards him and he just has to walk away and yeah they just look at each other in this long sad confused like what's yeah. happening and so he he's alone when he dies except for pacino but this ending was almost as abrupt as mortal Kombat's <laughs> ending which we'll talk about or, next or week. species ending <laughs> um, uh give me your final thoughts on on heat gabe yeah so I, I really um i totally understand where you are uh from this being a, a perceived boring movie i think at first glance i remember watching heat uh when i was a kid in my brother's bedroom just like a lot of other movies that i probably shouldn't have watched like fight club and i don't know uh seven and i i my brother was like a film guy i guess when he was younger or mm -hmm. whatever i don't know he was more of aware aware of it than i was and so i watched heat and had no idea what was going on i was super bored i think i probably fell asleep i remember the airfield scene i remember the scene where they they get re revealed that De Niro's taking pictures of him at the airport or at the uh, like the shipping company on the water, and Pacino's like, "Oh, this guy's good." <laughs> but I didn't understand the movie really at all, and this was the first time I've watched it since then. It's been a long time, and I agree that it's slow, but it is uh, very much film noir in a sense. It's very stylistic but realistic at the same time. 
it takes its time. It's paced um, slowly. I almost said really well, but it, it, it is slow. And I like that Michael Mann um, took his time with that. I don't think it's boring. I think it's just this psychological study of, of two people. Mm. It's not an action movie, although there's an amazing sequence, as we've already talked about. But um, this movie's influenced a, a lot of people. I, I saw Christopher Nolan all over this movie. Mm. It's one of his favorite movies, which I didn't know until after I watched it. And I was researching it, and I was like, that makes so much sense, because watching it, it's very much like The Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, not not in terms of the story, obviously, or the action, but the the brooding, like the city is a is a this character, and there's a lot of tension that gets built up. And I just heard that Nolan like soundtrack of like that yeah. in the Dark Knight. There's like this long, drawn out buzzing that just gets louder and louder. And I wanted I, I wanted it to be in the movie. I felt like it was going to be, but it wasn't. But um, mm -hmm. yeah. So this movie influenced a, a lot of people i think it's an important piece of film but i agree that on the surface it's just this long boring heist movie that's like what is what's happening why is this so important but i think the more i watch it the more i'm i'm gonna like it so mm -hmm. i i think it's great i think you should watch it yeah i um i don't think it's a bad movie i just don't think it's a great movie personally and i recognize that i can't point to anything stylistically or creatively um that i could point and say that's bad aside right. from the green screen moment <laughs> <laughs> but i like i can't i can't pinpoint anything that you know I, I i hated about the film um and so that's when i look into myself and say i think i'm just not a fan of this genre which is very much true in terms of action films superhero movies and heists movies are probably at the bottom of the list for me in terms of what i would go see and what i would enjoy from an action movie um, but as you said, at the same time, it's not necessarily an action film. There are scenes with action in them, but it is a character study. It is about these two men going through extremely stressful circumstances, um, putting their work before everything else, and then respecting each other at the end of the day, even as one shoots the other in the chest five times. Um, I think what I had an issue with, again, was just there were moments that I felt just didn't matter. Um, and we didn't even talk about Natalie Portman's character, yeah. who is just this device, basically, yeah. that is fleshing out another character. But that makes it so uninteresting when you, later on, she slits her wrists and mm -hmm. Al Pacino comes home and picks her up. And I'm like, oh, that's sad for Al Pacino, but I don't, I don't really care about this interaction at all. Yeah, and it doesn't um, affect him afterward. I mean, I'm sure it does in the in the you know, in the life of the movie that we don't see. Yeah. But he, him and his wife don't get back together. They don't get back together. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't change. They 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 talk about could they, and they say, no, we couldn't. Yeah. And they're at the hospital, and then he leaves because he, he has to go deal with Nero. Yeah, which I guess is the statement in itself. Like, sure. it's still his work is more important than checking on his daughter who is in the hospital with her wrist slit, you know? Yeah. So, I, I mean, you could make a case for anything in this movie being a necessity and that everything is there for a reason. Um, but again, at the end of the day, I just two hours and 50 minutes for me, I just feel like it has to be out of this world good for me to want to sit there and, and watch it again. I don't think I will watch Heat again, uh, to be okay. honest with you. Um, but overall, like I said, I do think it's good. But if you're not a fan of heist movies, I would say don't watch it. 
um, just because I think you are going to be bored aside from a couple of great scenes. Um, but if you're just a fan of action in general or you do love heist movies and for whatever reason you haven't seen this one, I would recommend it. I do think that there are a lot of merits to it. Um, and I had, I had a good time, especially in the shootout scene. That's, that's one of the best action scenes I think I've ever seen in the movie. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not sad that you didn't like it. You're entitled to your opinion. I, I think you should give it another chance, but the thing about it is, man, there's so much media now. Like we have so many things to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Like I get that you don't want to go back and spend three hours of your life watching uh, heat. So mm-hmm. maybe you'll watch it down the road. Maybe 10 years from now you'll. Yeah. Sit down and be like, "Wow, this movie is amazing." As Al Pacino, <laughs> yeah. I got to finish my watch through of uh, The Office that I'm doing. Yeah, this is round three for me. <laughs> wow, I I just finished round one, oh, and I'm man. like ten years late, and it was great. So you can't get enough of The Office. Make an Office movie. Actually, don't do that. That sounds horrible. <laughs> All right, well that's it, Gabe. For Heat, uh, we're gonna get into our game show this week, the movie draft. <laughs> This week we're doing Best De Niro. Yeah, Best this is, De Niro a, this is a tough one. I thought you were going to do like Best Heist Movie. Yeah, I'm sure we'll um, come back to that at some point. There's a lot of De Niro movies out there, so oh, I'm there's so many. I'm interested to to hopefully pick something that's good. <laughs> pick the right one. There's a lot of good ones and a lot of bad ones, and I haven't seen a lot of good ones either. So, oh, really? Yeah. You're gonna pick uh, the dad from Meet the Fockers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the intern. Although uh, I, although that, I kind of like oh that, that movie. was the recent one right yeah, yeah oh man well here's hoping the Irishman um you know <laughs> redeems him from what he's done recently yeah I'm excited for the Irishman no one knows what it's really gonna be oh nobody yeah. knows Scorsese we'll right out. yeah yeah we'll find out all right so uh, I think that I'm going first this time yeah who, uh, who who cares <laughs> I'm going first <laughs> nobody nobody cares about this draft <laughs> game so go they ahead they do man they love it uh so for pick number one. I think that I'm going to go ahead and take uh, a role that we've actually covered on the show and that I really, really liked. I'm going to go ahead and take Jake LaMotta from okay. Raging Bull. Great. it's a good choice. Um, hmm. I didn't think he'd pick Raging Bull first, though. I thought he was excellent. I, I, well, he isn't. This, this is the issue with the draft game. As I always approach it like you is where I'm like, it's the, it's the best De Niro... Oh, but you're trying to you're trying to cater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean I agree. I think it's an excellent choice. He's amazing in that movie. Yeah. Um, I have no issues with that movie at all. But some people are going to be like, well, "Why didn't you pick Casino or yeah. you know, blah blah blah, whatever?" Watch yeah. Raging Bull and you'll see. Yeah, I don't like Casino. That much. Great movie. Um, all right, so now I get to go, and I think. Uh, I guess I'll I guess I'll do Taxi Driver. Okay. I don't know. I feel like that's catering too. Uh. Who cares? Cater all you want. Because it's like, how could you not do Taxi Driver, man? <laughs> it's such an iconic movie. <laughs> so, whatever. Taxi Driver. I guess after that, I'm going to do um, Goodfellas. Okay. I think those are two solid picks. Yeah. I would definitely have gone Goodfellas next if you hadn't taken that. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Pat Solitano Sr. from Silver Linings Playbook. More recent one. Uh, did you ever see it? Yeah. He's, he's excellent. He's excellent in that he's movie. He's excellent. Did he get a nomination for that one? I don't know, but he's wonderful. I think he did. But I love that movie. Not only because of Bradley Cooper, who I think is amazing. Do you? Oh, I love Bradley Cooper. I, I do too. Did you ever see A Star is Born? Yeah. Oh, you did? I loved it. Nice. I thought it was great. Nice. 
All right. Next, I think I'm going to take uh, Paul Vitti. Analyze this. Hey. <laughs> um, is that movie funny? It is funny. I really want to see it. Analyze that is not funny. But uh, that's analyze the this second is funny. one? Yeah, the one that came out like 10 years later. And so he plays another mob guy and he has to go to therapy? Yeah. Like anger therapy or just therapy? or? Uh, I, th- I think he's an angry guy, but I don't know if it's like anger management. Okay. I think he's just seeing a shrink. It's I would love to see that. Billy Crystal, I just yeah. love Billy Crystal so much. Oh, yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah. Um, all right, that's great. I'm going to pick uh, another Scorsese movie that I actually haven't seen, which is mm-hmm. sad that I'm picking it. I haven't seen it, but I think it's one of the deeper cuts of his career, and he was really lauded, I think, for this movie. I want to see really bad The King of Comedy. Oh, yeah. With uh, Jerry Lewis. Mm-hmm. Totally different role for him, and I think it shows his range yeah. uh, as an actor. De Niro has this weird, surprising range. He, he sort of has the same voice in every movie. Mm. It's like, hey, I'm Robert De Niro. <laughs> but, uh, but this character is really weird. He was in The Mission. I really want to see The Mission. Yeah. Really bad. Um, he's been in so many movies. The yeah. guy has worked nonstop he has for worked. the last 40 years. He's not afraid to, uh, to, to work, and so I... There's just a lot of things I haven't seen. Ronin, I never saw. Once Upon a Time in America. Yeah. I I haven't seen a lot of his movies. Let's just do an entire season of Robert De Niro movies. You could. You could have a De Niro podcast. I'm just sure, watch all of them. I'm sure someone has a De Niro podcast you think so? out there. Yeah. All right. Well, if it's not taken, we're going to do it. Okay. All right. So let's go through these. Uh, my picks are Raging Bull, Silver Linings Playbook, and Analyze This. Gabe's picks are Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, and The King of Comedy. Uh, so as always you can vote um, at rewind cinema pod on facebook and twitter or you can email us if you want to do that rewind cinema podcast at gmail.com um, you know we've gotten we get more votes on facebook than twitter so if you if you have a twitter log in to the, and dust it off maybe you haven't used it a yep. little bit and uh, tweet us tweeter us Tw- tweet at us Oh, um, okay. G- Gabe will respond. He's the uh, he's the social media guru. Mm, um, <laughs> don't know about that, but so I might respond. Sure, he'll take. I care would of respond that. if people would uh, tweet us. Yeah, but they don't. So. Yeah, I mean, who uses Twitter <laughs> really anymore? You know, mm, aside from Russian bots. Maybe, maybe it's <laughs> Russian bots that respond on Facebook. Yeah, yeah it probably is. Yeah. Uh, so for the music, we got to think Natural Anthem. You can find them at naturalanthem.net. Um, we're part of the ACPN. A lot of great podcasts on there, like Childhood Remastered, Retro Cinema, and Adventure Club. You can check them all out yep. by just Googling ACPN. I think the website is acpn.net, um, yep. so you can check us out there. Um, and you know, if you want to send us a movie draft theme, please That's do good it idea. on yeah. Facebook and Twitter. If you have a good idea for an upcoming film, or it doesn't even have to be related to the film, just something you think would be interesting, send that our way, and um, we'll, we'll do it on the show. On the show. I hope we did justice to Heat. It's a movie that's been analyzed over and over, and it's beloved and uh, loved by film people. Mm-hmm. And I, I realize it's it's a lot for two uneducated guys to get into. <laughs> so I hope we didn't uh, hurt it too much. But um, who cares? <laughs> Matt hated it. Who cares? Um, I will say, Matt, for you, last note on Heat. You should watch uh, the Nerd Rider video on Heat. Yeah. He uh, Nerd Rider is overly dramatic and yes. whatever, but. Uh, He's intelligent, and I think he did a good job with it. So you should watch it. Okay. Yeah, I will. Right now on this podcast. Yeah, turn on. Ready? (laughs) All right. Uh, So uh, next week, Matt, we're talking about another uh, well-respected film in cinema. Oh, we're talking Mortal Kombat. (laughs) All right. I can't wait to get into Mortal Kombat. Um, It's it's probably 
I don't know, like top 10 film of all time? I think so. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I don't know, I think anything else is even close. I think it's probably number one. Mortal Kombat! Oh, I can't wait. Well, until then, Matt, watch more movies. So maybe you'll watch it down the road. Maybe 10 years from now, you'll sit down and be like, wow, this movie is amazing.